Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. Senate Democrats racing against the clock as they scrambled to finalize their $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. Where do things stand? We'll discuss that. Plus, former Vice President Mike Pence out with a new op-ed where he continues the GOP's war on voting and the election in 2020. And finally, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Democrat of New York, breaks his silence and addresses the sexual harassment allegations against him. A huge development today in the negotiating around getting that COVID-19 relief package through the United States Senate in the next several days. President Biden, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer have agreed to target those stimulus checks. As you know, President Biden made clear from the day he got in office, he was not going to move off of the notion that the checks should be for $1,400 for most people. He wanted to keep the amount of the check. But he said from the get-go that he was willing to negotiate targeting who's eligible at which income levels for these checks. And that is something that clearly, with his conversations with some moderate Senate Democrats this week, is where he ended up. And probably pretty good strategy on the president's part. He made clear, as I said, right out of the gate that he was willing to do this. But notice how he waited until the very end here, until just moments before the bill is to hit the floor and the amendment process gets underway and they try to get this bill through to a final vote in the Senate in the next couple days. He waited till now to actually move on that issue of targeting the checks. So what we've learned is that those $1,400 payments will now phase out completely for individuals earning $80,000 per year and for couples earning $160,000 per year. So that is different from what we had seen before, where individuals would earn up to $100,000 and still get some relief money. Couples could earn up to $200,000 and still get some relief money. Bringing those income levels down, that is the kind of targeting of the aid that moderates were looking for. Now, one place that moderates did not get the president to move, it appears, is on the notion of weekly unemployment payments. West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin had looked to get that move from $400 in extra weekly unemployment payments down to $300. It looks like in the current structure of the bill, that is going to stay at $400. This is all an effort by the Biden administration to make sure that they keep all 50 Democrats on board. They cannot afford to lose a single Democrat because they don't anticipate not one Republican coming on board to support this bill. Now, here's what else matters today. Former Vice President Mike Pence has written an op-ed in the Daily Signal, a conservative think tank, the Heritage Foundation. This is their publication. And he wrote an op-ed to oppose the voting rights legislation, the big package that Democrats are pushing through the House called H.R. 1 for the people. This is the legislation we've discussed previously on this podcast that is all about trying to set federal baseline standards for access to voting, such as a 15-day period of early voting across the board as a federal mandate, as a minimum, and maybe setting early voting parameters, making sure people have the ability to do same-day registration. 
This while we know Republican legislatures from various states across the country have been pushing through just the opposite kind of legislation, trying to restrict voting access, restrict voting rights, because, quite frankly, Republicans look at the election in 2020 when so much of the access to vote was increased because of the pandemic. They see it as an election they lost, and they're trying to legislate their way around restricting voting rights because they think it benefits them politically. But here's the thing. Just remember, folks, Mike Pence was presiding over the United States Senate, presiding over that joint session of Congress counting electoral votes when there was an insurrection on the Capitol because people refused to believe anything but the lie that was being told them by Donald Trump that he had somehow won this election that he lost. Well, that fact has not stopped Mike Pence now from coming out and writing that there were significant and troubling voting irregularities in 2020. That's what the former vice president is saying. Now, remember, the Trump-Pence administration's hand-picked FBI director, Chris Wray, just yesterday said that's not true. He testified under oath before Congress saying there were not widespread irregularities. There was no widespread fraud in the 2020 election. You know who else said that? The Trump-Pence administration's hand-picked attorney general, William Barr, before he left office in December. In the midst of Trump selling this big lie... He said, no, there was no widespread fraud here that certainly not at the level that would upend the election. So Mike Pence is making clear he sees part of his path back to political power, because he clearly has that in mind, in actually giving credence to this notion that there were such significant irregularities in the 2020 election that all this legislation restricting voting rights across the country is needed. I mean, Mike Pence with people who were chanting outside the Capitol, hang Mike Pence, is now joining forces with those allies of the January 6th insurrectionists like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. This was exactly their argument in challenging the electoral votes. This is not only absurd on its face that Mike Pence is sort of continuing to sell the big lie, but it's dangerous. And if you don't believe me, just rewind the tape to January 6th to see how dangerous it could be. And finally today... Democratic governor from New York, Andrew Cuomo, breaks his silence, making a public appearance for the first time in a week since being pummeled with sexual harassment allegations by two former aides and now a third woman who encountered him at a wedding. And he made clear today that he is not resigning, he will not buckle to the pressure, and that he is fully cooperating with the independent investigation now being run by the attorney general in New York. And he will await those facts. He pleaded with New Yorkers to await the results of that AG investigation to get the facts of everything that happened before they make an adjudication about Andrew Cuomo. Now, he didn't stop there. He understands the political pressure he is under also because of these allegations. And so he sought to address what he called the emotion of this with his most extensive apology to date. I fully support a woman's right to come forward. I now understand that I acted in a way that made people feel uncomfortable. It was unintentional, and I truly and deeply apologize for it. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.